Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here, and today I will be sharing with you my Week 11 NFL predictions. Last week, in Week 10, I went 7-7. Seven and seven. That's pretty mid in my opinion. I definitely would like to be doing better than that. Hopefully, my, wec- my record this week is better. But there was some pretty surprising games last week uh, that contributed to my 7 losses. And I'll talk a little bit about them before going into week 11 here. The Panthers beating the Falcons was pretty surprising to me. I know that they were very close in their first matchup. They went to OT, but this one felt different. The Falcons were definitely favorites going into it. And they were tied with the Buccaneers on record for first place in that NFC South. But... After it was all said and done, it was a poor weather game. The Panthers were able to get their revenge. And now, because of it, the Buccaneers sit alone in first place in that division. There was also the Packers ending their five-game losing streak against the Dallas Cowboys at home. They were down 28-14 to in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys had never given up in their history. Such a big fourth-quarter deficit. Until this past Sunday, Aaron Rodgers was able to overcome it. He connected three times with the rookie Watson for a touchdown. It was just a really nice game from him that we haven't seen in a long time. And of course, Monday Night Football. The undefeated Eagles were looking to go 9-0, and extend their undefeated record, but they could not. The Commanders beat them. And the main reason that Washington was able to win was stupid mistakes on the Eagles' part. There was a beautiful pass to Quez Watkins. He had it, got up for a second, but almost instantly fumbled. Guy from behind, right next to him, really. I don't know how he lost track of him. Just poked it away. There was also a play at the end where Heineke went down. Would have been fourth down, but the Eagles in pursuit of him did not stop. And it drew a flag. It drew a penalty, which gave the commanders a first down there, and that was really a killer. But now getting into Week 11. We start out tonight on Thursday Night Football. We have the Titans at the Packers. I'm going to take the Titans. The Packers are favored in this one, mainly because not only did they win last week, but the Titans are without some key players. Bud Dupree... Randy Bullock, Caleb Farley, all will not see playing time tonight. They're all hurt. However, even without those players, I think that the Titans can pull off this victory. Yes, Aaron Rodgers did have a great game. I'm not going to argue that. He played fantastic against the Dallas Cowboys, finally was unable to unlock that defense. It's just one game. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he just played so terribly in those other five games, I'm not buying into this hype that Aaron Rodgers is back from that one game against the Cowboys at home. If he does it again here at Tennessee, maybe, but I think Derrick Henry is going to get it done. I think he's going to tear apart that Green Bay defense that has not been at all what they hoped it would be this year. So that's why I'm taking Tennessee in this one. Then moving into Sunday, we have the Bears and the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons. Another one, a little bit controversial, Justin Fields 
has been a lot better in these last several games, these last two or three games, mostly because of his ability to run. He's had a couple of them over 100 yards rushing, some really nice individual runs, a 60-something yard run he had against Miami. But the passing game for him still leaves a little to be desired, in my opinion. I think it'll be a high-scoring game in Atlanta, but I think the Falcons will just come out on top, and I think Mariota needs a big game here. This is kind of a defining point in the season, in my opinion, for Atlanta. You have the opportunity at home to get a win against a team that's given up nearly 250 points. It's a game that you've got to win, really, to stay on pace in this division, because they're still very much in playoff contention. So I, I think that they can get it done. The Eagles at the Colts is the next one. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. Jeff Saturday did step in for Indy, got his first win in his first game on the road at the Raiders. It was a rare sight to see Jonathan Taylor playing really good football, over 100 yards rushing, because he has been pretty terrible otherwise this year. Not at all like himself from last year. But I think that the Eagles are going to go here to Indy and stop them. I think that it was definitely a fluke when they lost to Washington because of the mistakes they made. You know, it's rare to see those mistakes this year from the Eagles team. They, I mean, they had a perfect record going in. And I think they'll learn from it. They'll come out, play strong, good football in Indy. This next one, I have been going back and forth on who to pick in my weekly predictions, and that is, of course, the Jets at the New England Patriots. I'm taking the Jets. I am believing in my New York Jets. I have counted them out a couple times on this podcast, including the last time they played against Buffalo. They did get that W, and that proves that if they play clean football, where they don't turn the ball over, they do smart plays, run the ball consistently, short passes, that they can win against basically anybody. Because their defense is going to keep them in games. It has been amazing to watch Quinnen Williams do his thing, Sauce Gardner in his rookie year, Whitehead, Mosley instrumental, a lot of really, really talented players. Don't get me wrong, this is going to be a close, close game. An important one, too, because the AFC East standings are very, very tight. Everybody has a winning record, actually, in that division. The Patriots at five wins, Jets and Bills at six, Miami currently in first at seven. However, they have played an extra game. Meaning, if the New York Jets win this football game, regardless of what Buffalo does, because we hold the tiebreaker over them, for the time being, the New York Jets will be in first place in the AFC East. As a Jets fan, I couldn't even begin to think that that was a possibility. <laughs> when going into week 11, entering this year, I didn't think that would even be remotely possible. But here we are, and it very much is possible. And it's a real opportunity for the Jets to end this utterly embarrassing streak 
of 13 consecutive losses to New England. Meaning the Jets have not beaten them since 2015. It's really ridiculous to think about having that severe of a losing streak against a divisional opponent. Because you verse them two times each year, one of those times is going to be at home, in front of your home crowd. And you think that at some point, you'd learn what to do against that football team. But we have not. Haven't done it yet, but could change this Sunday. The next game up is the Commanders at the Texans. I've got a row of the Commanders. Taylor Heineke has been a breath of fresh air for Washington. Wentz was disappointing, but it seems like they have found their answer, and it was waiting right there on the bench for such a long time, and it's Heineke. He played very, very smart against the Philadelphia Eagles. You heard me reference earlier that very smart play to intentionally go down and draw that penalty late on. Just a very high IQ quarterback that knows what to do in almost any given moment, it seems like. And on the flip side for the Houston Texans, it's just been a real crap show for them. I'm sorry, but it has. There's not a lot of nice things to say about the Houston Texans football team. They have one win on the year. I will give them that I do like their running back, Damian Pierce, one of the very few bright spots on that team. But other than that, they have little to none going for them. Currently hold the number one pick in the draft. The next game up is two struggling teams. The Rams at the New Orleans Saints. I am going to pick the Rams, but there is no denying whatsoever that this defending Super Bowl team has been flat out disappointing. Fans of that team, me and many other people, thought that the Rams could maybe win the Super Bowl again, that they could get to that back to that stage. But they have done very few things right, and very few things to indicate that they can reach, forget about the Super Bowl, just a playoff berth. They sit at 3-6, and six, last place in the NFC West. We haven't seen the old vintage Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford's looking back like he was in Detroit. The defense that had Von Miller and had everybody frightened is not what it used to be. Just gave up 27 points in their previous game to the Cardinals. It's just been disappointing on every level. And I don't understand why. You lose a couple of players. They have battled a few injuries. But you would think that a Super Bowl team could overcome a little diversity. But they cannot. For whatever reason. The Saints have been equally disappointing. They also sit at three wins. For the Rams, I think this has to be a must-win game. Technically, I don't think it is, but for me, in my view, to keep them in any sort of playoff contention, they gotta win. The next game was one I was looking forward to watching some highlights of. The Browns and the Bills up to six feet of snow was expected in Buffalo, but we did get the news this Thursday afternoon that the game is going to be moved to Detroit. Which is really too bad, because always fun uh, for a snow game, and I know Bills fans were probably excited for it too. 
But now, if they want to see their team, I guess they're going to have to go to Detroit. A little bit further out of their way there. But Josh Allen, for the Buffalo Bills, needs to return to his old self. I am not saying he is playing terribly, but there have been some mistakes. Against the Jets, third play of the game over there, when he was well into Jets territory in the red zone, he throws a pick. You know, and, and it was not a batted ball or something. It was just a terrible, terrible pass right into the hands of the Jets defender. There was another one to Sauce later in that game. There were a couple in the game against Minnesota, including what happened to be the final play of the game, which was a game-sealing interception by Patrick Peterson. He is battling that injury that he suffered against the Jets a couple weeks ago. Considering that, he did do all right, but he's going to have to stray away from these excessive interceptions for the Bills to start winning football games, and it's a great opportunity against the Browns, who have struggled. But if it is a bad weather game, I will say that the Browns are favorite because I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are the better running backs. But I'm still going to roll with the Buffalo Bills to win this and snap their two-game skid. Then the Panthers at the Ravens. Pretty simplistic pick. I'm going with the Ravens. This is Baker Mayfield's first game back in a while for Carolina. He's been sidelined, and P.J. Walker has stepped up, gotten a couple wins and some big moments, but the Ravens are just overwhelming favorites in this one. I can't see the Panthers going out to Baltimore and getting this win. I just really cannot. Uh, the Ravens also do have an easy road ahead, I should mention. Very, very easy strength of schedule moving forward in the second half, and if all goes to plan, they are likely going to win the AFC North. We then move into the 4 o'clock games. Raiders at the Broncos. I'm picking the Broncos. I have picked the Raiders too many times, given them too many opportunities to correct their issues. They can't get it done. They have lost six, yes, six one-score games right now. 0-6 in those one-score games. And that's just heartbreaking. As a Raiders fan, I would be heartbroken to be in this many close games and lose them all. This is a team that I thought had a lot of potential going into this year, acquiring Devontae Adams, but it's been wasted. Devontae Adams has had some really nice games, but they're not winning. The Raiders are not winning football games. They're 2-7 and seven in the AFC West, which we thought every team was going to come out as this powerhouse and wind up with a winning record. But it hasn't been the case. It has not. The Broncos are not much better. They've struggled as well. This is going to be a bad game, in my opinion, with two struggling teams, but I'm going to favor the Broncos at home. Then, what should be a very fun game is the Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings just knocked off Buffalo in the game of the season. I will briefly walk you through the crazy ending here. The Bills were ahead 27-10 to at one point, 
and the Vikings wound up overcoming it. They were down by just four points late in the game. They had the ball. Fourth and 18, Kirk Cousins goes to throw the ball. JJ is covered tightly, but he goes up, makes the unbelievable one-handed grab. Like, literally, I, I could not believe it watching these highlights. Really Odell Beckham style. Just wow. That's all I have to say about that catch. So then that extended the drive late in the game for Minnesota. They would go all the way down to the one-yard line. Fourth down and goal. They could not punch it in. They were ever so slightly short. The play was reviewed. Did not get in. So Buffalo, with about 40 seconds on the clock, you had options. You could take a safety, but when you have Josh Allen, who you trust, and an all-right running back, you think you're going to run the football. That's what they attempt to do, but Josh Allen cannot handle the snap. It is a loose football. Vikings fall on it. Touchdown Minnesota. They go ahead by a field goal. But Josh Allen and his offense go down the field quickly. There was a questionable catch by Gabriel Davis. It was ruled a catch. Uh, the, sorry, the Bills smartly get the play going quickly so there's no chance to review that. And they wind up getting the game-tying kick to send it to OT. In OT, the coin toss continues to haunt Josh Allen. The Bills lose the coin toss, meaning the Vikings receive. All the way down to the four-yard line, they went. Uh, ended up. Had a first and goal from there, got pushed back, settled for a field goal. So the Vikings go ahead by three again, but it's not a touchdown, meaning this game is not over. The Bills have another chance, and they are driving. Josh Allen gets them all the way down the field, right around the red zone. Second down, he threw the game-ending interception. It was truly a mind-blowing game, very, very entertaining game. I was, as a Jets fan, of course, rooting against the Buffalo Bills, and I thank the Minnesota Vikings for helping with that. But in this Cowboys and Vikings game, the Vikings are my selection. They're sitting at an incredible 8-1 and record, right up there in the conversation for the number one seed, since the Eagles just lost. And the Cowboys' defense just collapsed late on against Green Bay last weekend. And when you have to defend Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook also in that mix, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson, just so many weapons they could turn to, it's going to be difficult for the Cowboys to get that win on the road. Next up is the Bengals at the Steelers. I am selecting Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon, the two Joes for Cincinnati, are lethal weapons. Week in, week out, they make you pay. Especially, recently, Joe Mixon had the crazy four-touchdown game, I believe it was. Correction, five touchdowns, I'm pretty sure it was, against the Carolina Panthers. And the Steelers' defense, without TJ Watt, is not all that great. You know, they're still talented, but... I think the Bengals are going to score a lot in this game, and unfortunately Kenny Pickett and his offense won't be able to keep up, so I'm going to have to roll with Cincinnati. Sunday Night Football this week is the next game, and it's a fun one. 
the Chiefs and the Chargers. The last time we saw these two teams met, it was a very entertaining game, back and forth. The Chiefs did wind up winning it, coming from behind in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think this is a pretty heavily anticipated rematch. But I am going to have to say that the Chiefs are going to win again and sweep the series. Justin Herbert got in, uh, injured in the last meeting, and since then he hasn't really performed all that well. You know, the next game he had to play after that was against the Jaguars, wound up losing that one. He hasn't been the same as we saw last year and in his rookie season where he would put together these explosive games. It hasn't really been the case. He's just been all right. And I can't see him beating Patrick Mahomes as dominant as he has proved to be this year. Then finally, our last game of Week 11 on Monday Night Football is the 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. They came from behind last week, but they got it done against the Chargers in a really fun Sunday Night Football game. And the Cardinals, their opponent, have just been decimated by injuries. Zach Ertz is done for the year. There's no more Marquise Brown for this week. And Kyler Murray is questionable. With all that considered, I really don't think the Cardinals have much of a chance in this game. Kind of would take a miracle to beat the 49ers when you consider how great of a defense they have. One of the best in the league. So I'm going to have to take San Francisco. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is WFA and the Kid.